Complete Game Podcast Waiver Show Week 10 headed into Week 11. Here we go, starting it off right away. Number one, he's been on the list for at least two weeks in a row now. Wayne Gallman, Wayne Gallman, number one ad of the week. If he's not rostered in your league, he needs to 100% be rostered on your team. In your league, he needs to be rostered. Wayne Gallman now has 10-plus fantasy points for four weeks in a row. Devontae Freeman goes on IR now. Wayne Gallman has played the most running back snaps, getting the most touches. On the Giants, the schedule lightens up tremendously. Wayne Gallman is going to be playing against a much friendlier, much easier schedule. He's going to be the primary back. He's going to be the lead back. And he's been playing very, very well in these last couple weeks. He's been the starter, like I said, 10-plus fantasy points. A few of those are over 15 points, reaching towards 15 to 20 fantasy points. So he has been extremely solid. He is a great flex play, RB2. Not too much upside, but RB2 flex play. Definitely have him on your roster. Unbelievable bi-week fill-in player. He can fill in your roster anywhere in your RB slot. Fill in for anybody. Fill in your flex if you want in a great matchup. Wayne Gallman been playing extremely solid. As long as Devontae Freeman is on IR, Wayne Gallman is a very solid fantasy football asset to your team. If anybody dropped Duke Johnson in your league, Duke, Duke Johnson is still a must-own player. David Johnson is on IR. For those that only look at the stats and didn't realize what the game conditions were like this weekend, Duke Johnson played. The game was like a hurt. The game was extremely cold. It was wet. It was raining. It was windy. I know Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt went off. They both had over a hundred yards. So that that looks bad for Duke Johnson. If those guys can run, if those guys can have a good game on the ground in those conditions. And why can't Duke Johnson? But Duke Johnson played almost all the snaps running against guys like Miles Garrett in bad weather conditions. The Houston Texans are a dome team. They have a they have an indoor stadium at home. So when teams like that go on the road and play in these bad conditions when they're just used to having the dome indoor conditions or or nice weather when they're playing because they're in Houston too so when you're used to that the offense is off things aren't as smooth things aren't going as well so Duke Johnson just a bad just the wrong place at the wrong time I guess I, I just to word it in that way it was just the wrong time but now coming up next week I think he plays Jacksonville let me check but uh, Duke Johnson going forward is still a must-own player, still pretty much a must-start unless you have solid running backs that you're not starting Duke Johnson, which I highly doubt a lot of people do just because of the way the things have gone this year with injuries and things like that. So Duke Johnson, still a must-own player for sure. He has great upside. He played almost all the snaps. He's fast. He can catch passes. He does it all. Duke Johnson is definitely a must-own player still. And he plays New England this week, which isn't as it's it isn't as hard as a matchup as some people might think, as people have seen in the past. He can still play well against New England. There's no doubt he can still play well against the Patriots. 
So roster Duke Johnson if he was dropped. Number three waiver priority add this week is actually is Michael Pittman. Actually, Michael Pittman Jr., the rookie for the Colts, seven catches, 100 yards, and a 20-yard rush. The way I like to think of it with rookies is that they're only going to get better the more that they play. So if he's in this second, I think, game back, second game back from injury, seven catches, 100 yards, and a 20-yard rush, Michael Pittman, I think, is only going to get better. I don't know if he has league-winning upside, but I think he has a very high very high stretching it, but he has a high ceiling. He has a high ceiling. He's a rookie, which means his ceiling is unknown, and an unknown ceiling means it could potentially be a high ceiling. It, it, that's the way I like to think about it, that if it's unknown, why not think best-case scenario for a rookie, and why not think that Michael Pittman or any rookie can be a league winner, just like Jalen Rager. Jalen Rager could be a league winner. You never know with these rookies how much upside they have. And if Michael Pittman's going to catch seven passes against the Titans team that has a pretty good defense with Phillip Rivers at quarterback, who is sometimes extremely shoddy, then that's unbelievable volume if he's going to get seven-plus targets. Michael Pittman is a big-time add this week going forward, and I still think his name is flying a little bit under the radar. People still don't know about him, even though he had a great game on Thursday night. Next, I have Kalen Bellage on here, 18 carries, and he had the most catches on the team. I'm hoping, praying that Austin Eckler is back this week or next week. So if you are an Eckler owner or if you are someone that's running back desperate, you might have to roll. Maybe you have to roll out Bellage for one more week. Bellage could be the starter for one more week. He commanded the running back touches commanded the receptions on the team he had 11 more carries than the next running back it's an extremely ugly play but if you're desperate if you need some fantasy points in your running back slot then Kalen Balaj can deliver that Janie McKissick is next on the list and all I have written down on my document is JD McKissick 15 targets 15 targets imagine if you could have a player like Julio Jones or Michael Thomas or, or DeAndre Hopkins getting 15 targets in a game. Imagine if Christian McCaffrey or Saquon Barkley or Dalvin Cook were getting 15 targets a game out of the backfield, what they could do. And J.D. McKissick is not even that great of a player. He's just an average player. And he's getting all these catches and all these targets from Alex Smith, which makes him fantasy relevant in PPR leagues. If you watched any of the game this weekend, Alex Smith literally gets the snap from the shotgun, and his first read is the running back. It's I, I've never seen anything like it. I, I know he threw for 350, 400 yards, but his eyes go right to the running back, and it's the craziest thing I've ever seen. Maybe he's scared to, to get hit. Maybe he's scared to take a hit, so he wants to dump it off. But to target the running back that many times is just absurd. And if J.D. McKissick is going to get that many targets, then he's going to be fantasy relevant. And to note, J.D. McKissick getting all these targets and catches, Antonio Gibson still had a great game, even though McKissick out-touched and out-snapped him. So don't, uh, don't worry about Gibson too much. You can worry about Gibson in tougher matchups, but Gibson is fantasy relevant still in good matchups. 
Jalen Rager, like I said earlier, Jalen Rager was four for 47 this week in a game where Wentz only threw for 200 yards. So that's actually not that bad of a game in a game where Wentz has a bad day. So four for 47 is not a bad day. That's a great day for Jalen Rager. He's kind of just getting his feet wet again into the league, getting used to playing at the NFL level again, only played one or two games to start the year, then got hurt, and now he's back in his second game. So Jalen Rager, I think, like I said about Michael Pittman, I think he's just going to get better and better as the year goes on. As these rookies get acclimated to the NFL, you don't know how high their upside is. And with rookies, if they're bad, you just drop them. There's no, there's no reason that you shouldn't think best case scenario on these rookies that were drafted first round, early second round. There's no reason you shouldn't think best case scenario and think that they have a ton of upside, which Jalen Rager does and Michael Pittman. Cole Beasley and Gabe Davis are potential ads this week. Cole Beasley, 11 catches, 100 yards and a touchdown. And Gabriel Davis was somewhat effective, somewhat usable in fantasy when John Brown got hurt last time. So John Brown has an ankle injury. He he got folded up wrong the wrong way with an ankle problem. I don't know if he's going to I think the Bills are on bye this week. Oh, yeah, the Bills are on bye this week. So, don't spend your money and don't use your waiver priority on Cole Beasley or Gabe Gabe Davis because when I wrote this up, I forgot that the Bills were going on a bye week. So that gives John Brown an extra gives John Brown an extra week to rest up. But uh, if you have some roster space and maybe even if you have John Brown on your team and you want to roster Cole Beasley just in case John Brown doesn't play the next game in week 12, I think against the Chargers, then Cole Beasley would be lined up to be the number two receiver. Gabe Davis, the number three against a Chargers secondary that is extremely leaky. You'll probably see Casey Hayward cover digs leaving Cole Beasley wide open all day long and Gabe Davis likely will be open a ton as well so if John Brown is out week 12 keep an eye on Beasley and Gabe Davis Jakeem Grant actually a nice ad for the Dolphins this week four catches 40 yards and a touchdown operating as the number two receiver 76% snap share Miami has a super easy schedule coming up I think Miami has the Jets the Bengals and the Jaguars coming up, so three of the worst teams in the league. Jakeem Grant is the number two receiver. Preston Williams is out injured. Um, all these guys are, are, are out hurt for Miami, all these pass catchers. So Jakeem Grant is the number two wide receiver in the offense right now. Four for 43 and a touchdown is a solid game. You'll take that. That's 14 fantasy points, fantasy points in PPR. Played almost all the snaps. Jakeem Grant will be solid against these poor defenses for the next three weeks. Number nine, I have Devontae Booker. So Devontae Booker is the clear-cut, unquestioned, handcuffed to Josh Jacobs. If you have open roster space and you're a Josh Jacobs owner, I would highly suggest getting Devontae Booker on your roster in case Jacobs goes down towards the end of this fantasy season here. Devontae Booker, 16 carries, 80 yards, two touchdowns. He is a good pass catcher from what we know about what we know about Devontae Booker and what we knew about him before he signed in 
in Las Vegas. Las Vegas, yeah, Las Vegas Raiders. I almost said Oakland. But uh, Devontae Booker is a solid pass catcher out of the backfield, and he's been great rushing the ball for the Raiders behind Josh Jacobs as the number two. They're actually giving him the ball. Like I said, 16 carries. I know they were winning the whole game, so that means they're going to run the ball more when they're ahead. But Devontae Booker's been getting touches. He's been producing with those touches. And Devontae Booker is the clear handcuff to Josh Jacobs. So if you have Josh Jacobs, pick up Devontae Booker. Devontae Booker is a nice stash, even if you don't have Josh Jacobs. Number 10, Josh Reynolds. Josh Reynolds for the Rams. Eight catches, 94 yards. And here's the big thing. Josh Reynolds, 80% snap share this week, tied with Robert Woods for the most on the team. Cooper Cup, 53% snap share this week. I don't know if Cup is injured. I don't know what's going on. But Cup is not playing the snaps. Josh Reynolds is now playing the snaps with Robert Woods. And Josh Reynolds is a solid player. Josh Reynolds is a very solid player. This summer, I think in the summer, maybe before the season or or last spring, sometime around then, I wrote an article for the Breakout Finder. Follow them on Twitter. Search up Breakout Finder. They are a they, a new fantasy site dedicated to compiling everything about a college receiver, compiling it all into one metric, determining it, it compiles it into one metric, one score that will help determine what receivers will be able to succeed in the NFL. So Josh Reynolds. I wrote an article for them last summer, early or last spring, summerish, and I said go trade for Josh Reynolds in dynasty leagues. Josh Reynolds is the number three wide receiver for the Rams. Um, I think Cooper Cup is almost hitting the end of his rookie deal. I don't know when, and now you're seeing as the year goes on, Josh Reynolds is playing. Josh Reynolds is getting targets. He's big and he's pretty fast for being big. He's a very solid player, and Josh Reynolds is at the end of his rookie deal this season, so Josh Reynolds is either A, playing for a contract right now, or B, playing for a contract from another team. So Josh Reynolds wants to play to get extended. Josh Reynolds wants to play play well to get signed by another team, maybe. I know the Rams still have Van Jefferson, the rookie there, but uh, Cooper Cup, only 53% snap share. Josh Reynolds bumps up to 80% snap share. And I saw a stat on Twitter. I can't remember who it was from. I think J.J. Zacharyson on Twitter said, Josh Reynolds has more targets than Robert Woods since week four or in the last four weeks, one of those. I'm going to try and look it up right now because I, I thought it was an unbelievable stat. Josh Reynolds is a, a, a extremely solid player. The Rams are a good offense. That's the offense you want to be in is a high-scoring offense like the Rams. And Josh Reynolds, if he's going to be getting the snaps, Josh Reynolds is 100% worth the add, 100% worth adding on your team. Hold on, I'm scrolling through Twitter. Trying to find it. Josh Reynolds has more targets than Robert Woods since the end of Week 4. J.J. Zacharyson tweeted it yesterday. So Josh Reynolds is getting the targets and the snaps in the Rams offense, a high-scoring offense. Josh Reynolds is a sneaky, under-the-radar, great ad this week. Number 11, I have Salvan Ahmed. 
Miami Dolphins running back, 21 carries, 85 yards, and a touchdown. Jordan Howard cut. Matt Breida expected back next week, but Ahmed, 21 carries. That's that's great. You got to love that. Got to love 21 carries. Miami, like I said, Miami goes, I think it's Jets, Jets, Bengals, Jaguars the next three weeks. So Selvin, Ahmed against those three teams, the way Miami's playing right now, that's that's a if he's getting the workload, that's going to be a very solid fantasy production. Great fantasy fantasy production, great upside there against those three defenses. Selvin, Ahmed, Miami Dolphins running back. 12, Jordan Reed, second game back from injury, 5 for 62. That's a solid game. With the way tight end is this year, 5 for 62, you'll take that. I was just saying the other day, yesterday, or uh, on Sunday, this was supposed to be the like the deepest tight end season of all time. We we had, or in a long time, I guess I should say, we had guys like Hunter Henry, Darren Waller, obviously uh, Kelsey and Kittle, but we had uh, Waller and Henry, Henry with Herbert, we thought, Blake Jarwin and Dallas with Dak, we had Jonu Smith. Uh, Mike Gesicki, TJ Hawkinson, all these players, potential tight end breakouts this year. Austin Hooper in Cleveland with Mayfield, Hayden Hurst in Atlanta with Matt Ryan. All these guys we thought were going to be good at tight end this year. And I'm pretty sure this is the worst tight end season I have ever seen. Uh, We have Gronk saving us a little bit. Gronk is saving us, but now Kittle's injured. At tight end, it's, it's literally Kittle... Or uh, Kelsey, it's Kelsey, Waller, Hawkinson, and that's it. There's nobody else. And Gronk now. And Gronk has finally stepped up. Gronk has finally pushed himself into that top four or five again. It's those four. That's it. There's nobody else doing anything at tight end. Mark Andrews has been extremely off and on. Mark Andrews has not been consistent. He's been off and on all over the place. All this is this tight end year is just has been brutal. So five for sixty two, you'll take that at tight end. I think Jordan Reed goes on a bye week this week, but uh, don't forget Jordan Reed. This was his second game back from an injury, so it probably took him a week or two to get back healthy, and he's going to have the bye week to get healthy. He's going to be as healthy as he'll be all season after the bye week. So Jordan Howard, not a bad option at tight end. Number thirteen. I have Jameis, Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill. It's possibly going to be some sort of a split. I don't know how this is going to work. They haven't said anything. But uh, Winston obviously has unbelievable upside in the Saints offense. Winston pushes the ball down the field. Jameis Winston with Sean Payton has ridiculous upside. Definitely worth an add if you need a quarterback. Jameis Winston with Sean Payton, Michael Thomas, in a dome, indoors, NFC South, bad defenses. Jameis Winston is 100% worth an add. He could be, he could go nuclear, honestly. He could go nuclear with fantasy points in this offense with these weapons with Sean Payton. So keep an eye out for Winston. Try and get Winston if you need a quarterback. And Taysom Hill Taysom Hill in ESPN leagues is tight end eligible. So as I just said, how bad tight end is. If you don't have a tight end, pick up Taysom Hill in ESPN leagues. Start him at tight end this week. Why not? Taysom Hill has more upside 
in your tight end spot than 90% of the tight ends in the league. So pick up Taysom Hill and your if you if you play ESPN, start him at tight end. Why not? Start him at tight end. He's probably going to get some work. I don't think Winston is going to be the 100% snap share guy. Taysom Hill is probably going to get even more work than he already gets now. So start him. Why not? Put him in your tight end spot. Start him. Go for it. And number 14 is an extremely, extremely, extremely speculative ad. Traquan Smith. Traquan Smith has been bad except for one game against Detroit. When Michael Thomas was out this whole time, Traquan Smith did not do that much at all underperformed not great did nothing to to prove to anyone that he's a very solid player I still think Traquan Smith is a very good player I think Traquan Smith is a solid player he's like 6'2 over 200 pounds runs a sub 4-5 was great at UCF I still like Traquan Smith the player I've said this a couple times on podcasts now if you have a new quarterback, you never, ever, ever know what receivers that new quarterback is going to like. Michael Thomas did not have a good game last week. If Traquan Smith can clear the con- concussion protocol and play, you never know Traquan Smith w- with Jameis Winston. Maybe Jameis Winston can unlock Traquan Smith. You don't know, and that is why there's upside. If you like the player and you don't know, as a new quarterback now, Jameis Winston likes to push the ball down the field. Drew Brees is a little dink and dunk screen game quarterback. He doesn't throw the ball deep. His arm shot. Brees is still a solid player. We love Drew Brees, the person, but Drew Brees is aging. His arm is shot. He's throwing the ball short. He dumps off to Kamara 20 times a game, throws short slants to Michael Thomas, shows, throws short drag routes. Traquan Smith is a great prospect still young and Jameis Winston likes to push the ball down the field maybe he pushes the ball down the field to Traquan Smith you never know there's upside there with the new quarterback okay that's all the ads this week those are all the ads for week 10 going into week 11 as always if you have any questions reach out to me on twitter at casey underscore g14 thanks again for listening and hopefully this helped. Hopefully this this waiver show helped, and hopefully it's helping you this season get through your league and get to the playoffs.